What are the three or four or five most important things that our audience should know if they're told that they have to have chemotherapy and radiation, but they're feeling like maybe there's a different way to go about it? What would you tell them if they were open to that reception that the body's own immune system has an opportunity? What would you do to support the body's immune system? I would say the first thing would be to change your diet to a plant-based diet, oil-free, gluten-free. Um, the fat would be the first thing, and remove all alcohol and caffeine from your diet. That would be the, definitely the first thing I would say. Hello, I'm Dr. Nick Delgado, and the show is Grow Young and Slim. We're talking about cancer. This is something that affects everyone listening to the show at some time, either you personally or someone you love. Laura, you're my cousin. I love you dearly. I, I, I think back of the fun times, and we haven't had a lot of chance to hang out together, but you know, being cousins, we're, we're connected. Uh, biologically, we're cousins. And you know, a little while back, you gave me a call, and you left a voice message, and you were crying, and you were telling me, essentially, that you had a problem that had reappeared, and that problem affects your immune system. Your immune system had broken down, and cells had developed in what we call cancer. Tell me a little bit about what was going through your mind when you called me, and what why was this happening? You had undergone prior procedures, but something had changed, and you were essentially just terrified and upset. What was going on? Well, um, I was diagnosed with um, stage 3 breast cancer in 2010, and I had gone back um, for my yearly checkup, and um, that was in April of 2014. And um, the cancer had, uh, I had found a small uh, lump on my, uh, on my chest uh, in the same area that they had <clears throat> removed the breast. And um, they had biopsied it and it had come back with, as it was cancer. And the cancer had spread not only to that area, but also um, to an area on my back where they had removed my latissimus dorsi muscle and moved it to the front of my chest in order to create a pocket for a breast implant for the breast that I had lost. So the cancer that had spread to my, my back was clearly um, cross-contamination that occurred during surgery. And um, the cancer that was on my, the new cancer that had popped up on my right breast um, the same breast that they had removed on my chest there um, was basically a reoccurrence. And the upset that you heard at the time was because I had gone through so much with, you know, chemotherapy for 16 weeks and radiation and operations and plastic surgery and yada, yada, yada. And you think when you do all this that the cancer um, goes away. And in some cases, in some instances, it does. Um, but more typically than not, I believe that the cancer comes back because inherent things are not addressed 
when doctors are working with you to treat your cancer, such as nutrition, exercise, and diet, and and many other things. So my call, my purpose of the call from you back in 2014 was because of your experience in the nutrition area and the arena of health, and I felt that I needed to reach outside of my normal circle that I was relying on to help care for me to get some other opinions that might not be considered um, orthodox, but maybe by me were considered um, necessary since the cancer came back. So Laura, you called me, was it more than a year and a half ago uh, that you had cancer and it came back? It was in, that was April, in April 2014. So it would be <clears throat> almost three years ago. So nearly three years ago, and at that time, uh, were you, would you say that you were in good shape or have you since improved your overall health, including possibly strengthening your immune system? Where are you at now, three years later, since you and I had first had that conversation back in July? Well, um, the cancer is still there. Um, you know, um, it's being monitored very closely. But from a health perspective, where I'm at is I changed my diet. I went from being, you know, a meat eater and a dairy eater to basically a, a full plant-based diet. Um, and I also... Um, you know, stop drinking any liquor, well, you know, cut out caffeine, um, you, you pretty much everything I needed to do and have continued to do that. Um, and then um, last year, um, I actually started on a rigorous, uh, incorporating a rigorous exercise program into, um, into my life. I hadn't, hadn't really been uh, exercising um, in a way that was meaningful, um, given the fact that I was an athlete most of my life as an ice skater for 12 years and um, skated um, pretty much eight hours a day, five days a week for the good portion, a good portion of my uh, teenage and young adult life, and to basically nothing, um, I think, made a huge drastic difference. And so where I am today is I, you know, I I still have cancer. I'm living with cancer, um, but I feel stronger. I look good. Um, my my body. I'm not in any pain. Um, I was and I was having pains. I was having really bad um, uh, pains in my uh, in my other breast and uh, pains in my back where the cancer was, and that all the pain has now subsided. Um, and my goal is is to um, is to is to beat this with being being healthy and and living a different lifestyle. Um, how much body weight have you dropped? Um, how much weight on the weight scale? Well, since I've been working out, which has only been um, four months now, so it was started last year, um, I have dropped uh, fifteen pounds. And do you feel that you could continue to drop some additional body fat? Oh yeah, no, there's no doubt about it. Yeah, no, I, I don't. I, that I don't have uh, any any doubt. I, but I, I believe though that you that in order to do that, the exercise has to be 
um, has to be consistent and it needs to be rigorous. And I think that one of the mistakes that we make is that, um, you know, I think as a woman, um, you know, over the age of 50 now, that in order to get benefit from exercise, it needs to be at least an hour to 90 minutes, um, five days a week, and it needs to be rigorous exercise where your heart rate's up into, you know, into the 130, 140 range, and that you're sweating. It can't be just doing Pilates or yoga. That can be incorporated into it, but you have to really rigorously exercise in order to get the benefit. Uh, having a background as uh, an amateur, nearly a professional athlete, your your ability to exercise at that high intensity. I know at one point uh, when I was in athletics, when I was younger, I could exercise to the extreme and recover quite well when I was in my teens and 20s. And then I, I know when I reached uh, 40 or 50, uh, there was this this situation where I would work out really hard uh, when I was in my 40s, but I would just crash. I mean, I almost couldn't recover and I'd get sick with a cold or flu. And later I found out I had poor adrenal function. And when I restored my adrenal function, now uh, tomorrow I turn 62. I I don't know if you're aware, and I'm not sure. I think you and I have a birthday that's not too far off. Um, But I I can tell you this, that uh, at age 62 uh, tomorrow, I work out as intensely as I did when I was in my 20s and fully recover. I tend to agree with you. I think you have to exercise to the point where you're nearly pushing that out of breath, where you're you're going hard for an hour, hour and a half, at least 30 minutes. But um, you know, the better shape you are, the better uh, your your overall health and fitness and your immune system will become. But if you're fatigued and you work out and you can't recover and you get colds and flus, then something's going wrong. You're not supporting the body properly. Something in your sleep, in your diet, in your supplements, something is not being supported. And when you crash and burn like that, that's not normal. And that also tells me that it's not a good situation for fighting cancer because the immune system depends on surplus energy to fight and battle microbes and abnormal cells and tumors and various things that the body has to excrete or um, remove from the system. So where are you at with your workout routine? Have you ever had that place where you work out and you can't quite recover or is your recovery always been really good? Um, thus far, my recovery has been very good. In fact, it's so I, you know, I, I started out um, at three days a week, you know, I just didn't go into like being like the crazy woman at, you know, five days a week. And then I worked my way up. Um, so, uh, and I, and, you know, I found that, um, now it's missed when it's not, if it's not there. So like I've had a little kind of lull during the Christmas season because of everything going on and holidays and, and, uh, you know, when I, when I, stopped for like you know the last week or so I got sick so I find that it's um that when I am doing it that um I have actually a really good recovery rate and my energy level has actually increased it's like I have more energy um when I'm you know on my program than when I'm not so did you say what would you say the normal frequency of colds or flus that you experience during the year? Um, is it normal to get a cold or flu, seasonal, uh, once a year, no, twice a year? Uh, at the very most, once. And I uh, and I did have 
but was it was interesting. So I got I, I got that. There's we call it the Humboldt cut up here because I live up in Humboldt County, and I got it. You know, and it was you know that uh, it was more uh, that you know sinus in my you know in my head kind of cold. It didn't go into my uh, respiratory system, which is usually where it normally uh, ends up. This one just kind of stayed in my in my um, you know uh, sinus cavity and stuff. And uh, and typically these colds, when I get a cold, it'll last you know anywhere from ten to sometimes twenty days. You know, uh, it takes a while for my body to really fully get rid of it. And uh, this cold moves through my system in five days. And what that told me was that you know my immune system was really really strong to actually have something move through my system so quickly and to recover so quickly. But, you know, um, throughout the cold, you know, I dosed up on my vitamin C and I was drinking a lot of really uh, good herbal teas, you know, every three hours. And I think that, you know, when you when you do get sick, you know, you have to really um, take a step back and take care of yourself um, in a way that is, more uh, proactive, not being, you know, you can't just take something that's over the counter every six hours. You really, you know, I was drinking herbal teas like every three hours and and dosing up on the vitamin C's and taking probiotics and doing all this stuff that made, that I think made the difference of getting rid of the cold within five days. So, um, but I'd say about once a year I get a, I get a really bad cold or something you know, usually it's a cold. Um, I don't usually get stomach flus. So, Laura, do you wonder what I do if I feel a cold or flu coming on? Uh, what do you do? <laughs> <laughs> well, f- first off, I think about how much fruits and vegetables I'm eating, and I look at the color of my urine, and if it's clear, it means I'm hydrated. If it's yellow, I'm seriously dehydrated, separate from taking B vitamins or something. And I realize that congestion is simply partly a sign of dehydration. So I'll eat about 10 to 20 pieces of fruit a day, including watermelon. Now, some people with cancer, they fear fruit because they've been told fruit can affect the insulin level and that may affect the blood sugar and it may affect uh, cancer when it's quite the opposite. Fruit has polyphenols and it stabilizes your insulin level and I assure you eating 10 or 20 pieces of fruit a day along with in route to your ideal body weight because fruit is a medium calorie food. It only has 60 calories per normal serving. Mango's got a little more, banana's got a little more, probably 100 calories per serving. But knowing that, um, you, you, you need to up your fruit intake. How many pieces of fruit do you eat per day? Yeah, I'm not a big fruit eater. I never have been. Why? Um, I, I don't, uh, it just never, just really never grabbed me. This is like a food group that never really, I was really never fruit. I mean, I like berries, so I'll eat berries. Um, but I'm not like a big... Um, orange and apple and you know that kind of fruit I've just never have been I don't know I, I can't tell you why I just can just tell you that it's not been one of my 
one of my staples. It's not a go-to food for me. Okay, if I were to give you a list of foods that would assure that your immune system would be stronger and you'd have less colds and flus and uh, a better thyroid function, do you know that fruit is one of the best ways to have healthy thyroid function and thyroid ties directly into the adrenals and the adrenals tie directly into your immune system? Uh, no, I didn't know that. And do you know that the summertime is the best time to optimize thyroid levels and during cold winter seasons when you don't get enough sun exposure, the thyroid levels decline and the adrenal function declines miserably and you're susceptible to colds and flus, not because it's cold, but because you're not getting enough daylight. Yeah, that makes sense. And, and living up here, we even have a little bit more because we're in the far north. Even... You know, far, more darkness. <laughs> Even on a cold day where the sun is not quite out, on a cloudy day, outdoor exposure to light is infinitely better than the indoor lights that people subject themselves with LED lights. If you're going to be indoors, you at least need full spectrum light. I, I have full spectrum right. lights in my home and in my office uh, because at least they stimulate some of the pineal gland and the adrenals to release some additional hormonal uh, benefits, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So if I have a cold or flu coming on, I beeline to the beach, I take my shirt off, I start drinking massive amounts of hydrogen water, I drop hydrogen drops and tablets into a sealed container and I drink down as many as I can, mixed in alternating with fruit, and sweet potatoes and I do dumbbell lifts where I raise my heart rate over 150 beats a minute up to as high as 200 beats a minute. The other day, two days ago, uh, I did 669 lifts with 30 pound dumbbells. It took me 32 minutes and my heart rate was racing at about 190 beats a minute. And that kind of a workout stimulates the immune system tenfold, tenfold. If I then stand on a trampoline and do the lifts, my, my immune system is massively stimulated. And then if I stand in the sand or in the water, you know, like ankle high, while I'm lifting, I'm grounded and I'm getting more immune system support while I'm outdoors in the daylight. Within about that day, when I take about 20 adrenal DMGs along with uh, TMG and MSM, by the next day, any symptom of a cold or flu is gone. And I know if I had not done what I just described, that cold or flu would have took and hold and I would have had it a week or two or three, just like when you said you get it a week or two. And the Humboldt uh, thing, it works every single time. Not once, every single time. And I find that I need to get to sleep a little earlier if I'm staying up late and pushing you know, the midnight oil. At least if I have a lot of work deadlines, I get to bed early, like eight o'clock at night or nine, and I wake up after eight hours of refreshing sleep. If I use my laser focused hypnosis glasses, which I don't know if you're a believer in the power of the mind in hypnosis and programming the unconscious mind, but have you ever done that? Uh, I've got the laser focused glasses. Okay. Uh, and yes, I've done it. So. As recent as this morning, I was using the laser-focused glasses. Do you think I'm ever under stress in my life? 
Oh, I'm sure you are under stress. Are you ever under stress? Oh, no, I'm not under any stress. <laughs> <laughs> well, you were having some drama with a pet that you and I were going back no. and forth, and your pet yeah, needed not, CBD for I have seizures. Two, two, two teenage kids, and uh, I own a business, and, you know, yeah, no, I'm not in stress. I don't have any stress on that at all. <laughs> I lead a stress-free life. <laughs> yeah, when, when I go... Every day, I... Yeah, yeah. When I go to New York and I do my lectures there, I tell them in California, we just sit on the cliff and look at the horizon and the ocean and we meditate and we eat nuts and berries and we have no stress in California. Right. And, and then they, throw an avocado in. <laughs> yeah, they, they think it's very funny. They actually believe me. I watch their eyes get real wide like it's really like I'm really telling them the truth. And then I laugh and I go, what are you, who are you kidding? I'm under as much stress as you are. I mean, what, what, what is this? You know, we, we all, you know, I have five kids, right? Uh, by, by, and I'm single, you know, five kids. And the mother of, of, of my uh, 23-year-old, she died when, when he was born, five days, 10 days after he was born on Thanksgiving morning. So, you know, as a single parent, uh, you know, I, I don't have the luxury that other parents have another parent to help with the kids. Um, I mean, I, I, do, I do have uh, the surviving mothers of the other children, but, you know, my, my children are, are my life and my business is my life. And so to find a nice balance between business and family, somehow I've tried to figure out how to integrate it. What do you do? Do you integrate something? Do you take your kids to some of your business meetings or events? Um, how do you integrate your life? Well, I've changed my business. I mean, I was in a very high-stress business. I was in the technology business for 25 years. I owned my own company, sold it to a publicly traded company. And um, I'm, I consider myself in retirement now. So my business that I own now is a uh, knitting and yarn store. It's a retail shop, and we have an online store. My online store grew 300% last year in revenue. So, um, but, you know, I, I integrate it. Um, it's, it's much easier to integrate something like that because it's a little store in our little old town and I can bring my daughter in to work with me and she can learn the business and it's, you know, good. It's, it's a different, it's a different, different thing than being in the white collar business world like I was in. So um, I think I have a pretty good, pretty good integration now. Um, before, you know, I was always traveling and on the road, and you know, I would integrate it by taking them with me, my kids with me, and they would do stuff. But there's really no good, effective way to to integrate your, especially with young children, maybe with older children. But there's just it's not it's just difficult. I think it's very difficult. Well, it's difficult, but I think a person's delusional if, if their passion is their work and they love their children, that we have to come to terms with what is the happy balance. It could be that you hire an assistant, you delegate, but at some point you've got to get in there and grind well, yeah. it out, right? You've got to grind yeah, it out. I mean, I, grinding yeah, out, I mean, you've I got had, to bring your you know, kids I had in. personal assistants and, and, that, and that all works, but I think, you know, for me, I mean, I'm, and I'm only speaking for me right now, um, I... You know, I've come to a point in my life where I feel like I've accomplished the things that I've wanted to accomplish in business. I don't have the same uh, desire or drive to do to do that anymore. My my energies are in in other places now. So I I want to be the like I'm the art director for for the high school that my kids go to 
um, the play that they're producing in January. I'm the art director on that play. So I'm doing different things and having passions with other things. Business, I've already had my passion with that. I, it's done. It's over. I'm done with it. <laughs> so I think at some point, some people either go through that and they decide that they're, they've, you know, they've done what they want to do with their business and they move their passions and their, and their interests to other things. And that's where I'm at in my life is my passions and my interests are in other things. You couldn't pay me any amount of money right now to go back and doing what I was doing. I, I wouldn't do it. If someone came and offered me a million dollar contract right now or a two million dollar contract right now to do what I was doing before, I would, I would say no, I'd walk away. Because I cherish and love the amount of time that I have and the flexibility that I have to be with my family, um, next, you know, this year I'm taking an herbalist course. I'm going to become a certified herbalist. Um, I'll be taking this course for the next 10 months. So I get to do, I have, you know, there's other things I'm interested in, and I'm getting to explore those other things, and who knows where that'll go. So well, I think it's different for everybody. Yeah, <laughs> your, your, your poor health has resulted in opening your mind to the fact that the power of herbal medicine <laughs> may far exceed anything we've ever ever known in traditional medicine. And I know people are right now on live Facebook asking me about vitamin C and ester C. And you know, there's been studies even by the Linus Pauling Institute that when you take more than 200 milligrams of vitamin C a day, your own white blood cells get suppressed. And no one normally ever goes back to that, but Dr. Robinson had his research uh, confiscated from the Linus Pauling Institute because he was publishing information that vitamin C at high dosages can be counterproductive to the immune system. Now, it's different if you're getting vitamin C from the bioflavonoids, from massive amounts of fruits and vegetables, because the bioflavonoids act differently in the body than chemical vitamin C. And I know a lot of people out there are not going to want to hear this, but it's exactly what I do. I do not increase my vitamin C supplementation. I keep it reasonably about 500 to 1,000 milligrams from the foods I eat. Certain cherries are rich in vitamin C. My original book published, Grow Young and Slim, has a whole section on how peppers and chilies are rich in vitamin C. People have no clue. They think oranges are high in vitamin C. They have no clue at the numerous sources of natural bioflavonoids and you know when you pull the orange, you pull the peel off, that white part underneath is where the rich bioflavonoids are. And under a microscope, I can see most people are severely deficient in bioflavonoids. But they could take massive amounts of vitamin C, but I can see their immune system is trashed. And their white blood cells are inactivated when too much vitamin C is taken. It's shocking for people to hear it, but it's the truth. And I've been doing this for okay. 40 years, 40 years. So if you're taking in extra greens and you juice them or you blend them like a Nutribullet or a Vitamix and you take in extra fiber, I think the chewing part's important, but sometimes people can benefit from the added hydration. I'll sometimes juice my greens and put it in my Vitamix and then add sweet potatoes and, and bok choy and other vegetables and drink that down. So, you know, it, it, it adds for a nice mix with a, a Slim Blend uh, protein that I use 
uh, with a scoop of that and the stem cell strong with medicinal mushrooms. But, you know, I look at, you know, how, how do you nourish the immune system? What are the other important steps? And I think Laetril, which is in apricot seed, has been suppressed for so long, and yet we put it in a product that we call Live Detox. But I, I probably, you know, it's interesting that Amazon won't allow me to sell apricot seed uh, with and say that it's Laetril in the Live Detox because they somehow had an agenda years ago to try and suppress the findings that apricot seed was beneficial to the immune system. Right. What are you doing with CBD and your immune system? Um, well, um, I'm ingesting CBD um, as part of my um, herbal therapy um, that I'm doing to, you know, try to uh, basically decrease the cancer cells. And I um, typically am using it in a... Um, well, a couple different ways. It could be in a, a tincture format that I make, or um, it could be in a um, format like uh, the the CBD that I've uh, purchased from you. Um, I use it sometimes. I will just take the whole plant, the whole leaves, and I will um, juice them. I've made um, like uh, juices out of it. Um, so there's a, different, a lot of different modalities. I also make salves, um, the CBD, uh, for uh, particularly for pain and some, a lot of the cancer that has showed up on my, um, on my body has been subdermal and you can actually see it. It's come through the skin and the salve um, has actually taken, is actually the, the cancer has disappeared. It's like gone. I mean, I don't wow. know if it's still in my body, the evidence of it being present from a physical perspective, like I've had lumps um, on my uh, the center of my chest, kind of uh, probably like if you were to look at my clavicle bone, probably about two to three inches below the clavicle, I had s several different lumps that had come up that were, my oncologist said, were all uh, what they call cancer lesions. And... Um, I was applying the CBD salve, like every, I carry it in my purse, like every three hours I would just put it on, put it on, put it on. And all of them are gone now. <laughs> so, you know, can I point to it as that did it? I don't know. I mean, it may be a combination of everything I'm doing. I don't think there's a, a magic bullet. I think that there is, you know, you have to integrate your health care. So there's many, many different things. You can't point to one. And that's the thing that, that I think people with cancer or any kind of um, autoimmune disease or any kind of disease, they, they look for that magic bullet. And there isn't a magic bullet. It's integrative health care. You have to look at the whole body. And you have to do things that are going to promote that whole body health care. And that's diet, exercise, looking out to Mother Nature, our herbs and our plants, and using those natural ingredients to help heal you, um, which we did for hundreds, thousands of years. You know, it's only been, what, in the 19th century that we stopped using, stopped, even in the 19th century, so we stopped using these natural remedies. And um, so, uh, so yeah, the CBD has been, has been a... Uh, a charm for me and just recently we were talking about my dog 
my dog has um, some kind of liver disorder that I guess is common in these in this breed. She's a Yorkshire Terrier, and she was seizing. She had a, a grand mal seizure, and uh, I took her to the vet, and they wanted to put her on phenobarbital, and I was just like, oh, my God, she's only eight pounds. I couldn't even imagine putting her on a drug like that. And so I, I opted not to do that and went home with some medication that they gave me, not for the seizures, but to help uh, rid her of the toxins in her liver, that her liver is not processing proteins or fats. And so it's just basically turning to ammonia and going to her brain, and that's what's causing the seizures, amongst many other things that might be wrong. And I just made an executive decision that I'm going to give her CBD, and, and um, she's now in... I well, think I texted you about hours, using but... CBD. If I remember, I, I was watching your yes, post on you Facebook. Ab- you, abs- <laughs> you absolutely did. You saw my post on Facebook, and you said, "Do that." He, you said, "Use CBD," and I was like, "Okay, I'm I'm going for it. I don't have any empirical evidence, but it's worked for me, so I'm gonna I'm willing to I'm willing to do it." And it's the only thing that's kept her from seizing. You know, yeah, I... she had three grand mal seizures, and that stopped her seizures. And the one vet that I find that I took her to a different vet that's more on the holistic side of things, and and she said, you know, it's just a shame that we can't prescribe this. It's a shame that they've actually made now CBD from the hemp plant is now a Schedule One drug. Well, the I, government just did that. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll see how the rulings with Obama and and uh, the new uh, administration, which Obama's leaving. So the reality is, uh, we'll know better. I've been checking with my sources as well, and uh, we continue to uh, let's just say it's available and it's up to an individual. They have the American right to uh, pursue something that's from a natural herbal plant. And uh, we'll continue to offer it until uh, they come and um, tell me I can't. So at this stage, um, I will tell you this, that, um, you know, Cousin Laura, I love you dearly. And I think that some people listening to the show may not appreciate that a plant-based, oil-free vegan diet and moving and minimizing grains that are gluten-based may very well be a better way to go for people and again, um, that whole food nutrition, along with exercise, and you so well so well stated, um, having a positive mental attitude and pursuing your dreams. I mean, imagine that life were to end six months from now. What would you be doing? Who would you be talking with? What what would be your daily rituals and habits? And I, I just like to think that everyone listening to the show needs to ask that question because life is short, right, Laura? Oh yeah, well you 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 fully appreciate that when the doctor tells you you have stage four cancer. <laughs> you you realize how short it is, and you 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 start to you know you you start to question like where your priorities are. And you know, for me, in the last you know two and a half years, my priorities have shifted greatly. They've shifted to you know having more balance in my life and not worrying about not sweating the small stuff and and moving towards a uh a life of of family and a life of um having more uh health related activities in my life whether it be hiking or walking or swimming uh camping um having appreciation for nature 
and going out and exploring the world with with new eyes, not in, uh, not eyes that knowing that your day is going to be here tomorrow, but eyes knowing that your day could end. Um, almost um, almost every night. Uh, and every morning, I listen to Inner Journey by Les Brown on my laser focus concentration glasses. Have, have you listened to Les Brown, Inner Journey yet? I haven't listened to Les Brown, no. I, I don't like I have to look back and see the, what uh, what's on my little iPod thing I have. I'm not he, sure what's he, on there. He's got I'm this, not sure if he's on there or not. Yeah, he is. He's got this deep, natural voice, and he, he talks about, you know, imagine if you only had six months to live, and it, it's it's the most profound recording. Uh, it Every time I listen to it, I go one level deeper. It's like, wow, there's even more meaning to that. This morning, I also listened to um, uh, Michael Beckwith and his uh, Being Present Now, um, you know, all these things kind of reinforce what are we doing on a moment-by-moment -moment basis and what are we doing to live our life. Uh, even with stage four cancer, we can live a life of passion and love, and quite likely that's going to be your, your savior. That's going to be the thing that extends the quality and the length of your life. Um, I help the Hope for Cancer. Uh, they've set up my microscope system in Cancun, Mexico. I'm helping a number of cancer patients. But one thing I tell them, please do not share my name with your oncologist. Monitor your results with your oncologist, but let's not get me in trouble. Um, I'm not treating you. I'm not curing you of cancer. I'm simply guiding you to improve your health to the point where you can live a longer, better quality life. Uh, does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. Well, Laura, if uh, you were to summarize, uh, what are the three or four or five most important things that our audience should know if they're told that they have to have chemotherapy and radiation, but they're feeling like maybe there's a different way to go about it? What would you tell them if they were open to that reception that the body's own immune system has an opportunity? What would you do to support the body's immune system? I would say the first thing would be to change your diet to a plant-based diet, oil-free, gluten-free. Um, that would be the first thing, and remove all alcohol and caffeine from your diet. That would be the, definitely the first thing I would say. Second thing would be to um, to start, in court. if you haven't been exercising for a long time, um, I think it's really imperative. You know, what the way I started was I got a personal trainer, and it made a huge difference in my life because... Um, I ha it made me have to go because I was paying for it. Hi, Dr. Nick Delgado here. Please give us a review on iTunes and we'll be happy out of the group of reviews to choose a lucky winner of one of our award-winning products. It could be EstroBlock, Adrenal DMG, Stem Cell Strong, or even Power and Speed. We'll ship you a bottle at no cost. You'll enjoy it just from basically giving us a review on iTunes. Also, visit DelgadoProtocol.com. That's DelgadoProtocol.com and take our free hormonal quiz. Looking forward to assisting you to be your absolute best.